Hey everybody, we're so glad you're with us this weekend. You know, this is the first time we've ever done this before and uh, it's kind of fun. We, we're, we're filming outside right now, so if you hear some ambient noise, a plane overhead, a dog barking, uh, a raccoon coming down a tree, just try to focus on the, the message today. We're in week three of this series I titled, Comma, It's Not Over. What we've been doing over the last couple of weeks is looking at stories in the Bible where people felt like it's over, it's done, but God came through. And maybe you're in a situation today in your life where you're going, man, this, this relationship is done, this, this job is done, this bank account is done, this, this marriage is done, my relationship with my kids is done, but it's not over, comma, God is still in control, so trust him today. You know, week one I talked about how uh, when you think it's over, you gotta keep marching. I talked last week about how when you think it's over, you gotta keep fighting. And today I wanna talk about how, comma, it's not over. You gotta keep trusting. You gotta keep trusting God. And I wanna, I wanna, uh, I titled the message today this, Chains That Change. Chains That Change. And what we've been saying over the last uh, several weeks is this, is when it comes to comma, it's not over. The equation I want you to think about is this, your faith plus God's power equals legendary outcome. That's your faith plus God's power equals legendary outcome. Everybody that we're looking at in scripture, man, with their faith partnering with God's power there was a legendary outcome that happened. And I wanna to focus today on Acts in the New Testament, Acts chapter 16. And I've got a lot of verses here, so, so join with me, focus here. We're gonna read through a lot of verses, but I wanna break this down for us today. Comma, it's not over. Acts 16 says this, one day, as we were going down to the place of prayer, we met a slave girl who had a spirit that enabled her to tell the future. It says she, learned, uh, she earned a lot of money uh, for her masters by telling fortunes. She followed Paul and the rest of us shouting, these men are servants of the most high God and they've come to tell you how to be saved. Now, what's crazy is this is driving Paul absolutely bonkers. But what's awesome is this lady was actually witnessing for God and she was a demon possessed girl. She's walking around behind Paul and Silas going, these men are here to tell you how to be saved. God's the only one that can save you. And I'm like, you're demon possessed. Do you know what you're saying? And the Bible says this went on day after day until Paul got so exasperated that he turned and said to this demon within her, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. Basically, the Bible says Paul got so sick and tired of hearing this girl. He's like, would you just shut up? And the Bible says he cast this demon out of her and instantly the demon left her. Her master's hopes of wealth were now shattered so she grabbed Paul and Silas and, and uh, they, they dragged them before the authorities in the marketplace. The whole city's in an uproar now because this guy's so mad. His fortune teller, slave, demonic girl has just lost him money. She's not, she's not giving fortunes anymore. She, she's been cast out. And so they take Paul and Silas to the authorities and they say, these guys are teaching customs that are illegal for us Romans to practice. And a mob quickly formed against Paul and Silas and the city officials ordered them stripped and beaten with wooden rods. I'm gonna stop right there for a second. Notice this, like you think you got it bad in life. Wow. They were stripped, yeah, that stinks. Yeah. And then they were beaten. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then the Bible says they were severely beaten. Wow. You ever had like those times in your life where it just, you think it can't get any worse? Yeah. 
Yeah. I'm like, I, I just imagine Paul and Silas, they get stripped. You're like, this couldn't be any worse. Oh, no, we're going to beat you with wooden rods. Okay, that got worse, but it can't get any worse. No, we're going to severely beat you. Okay, that got even worse. It can't get any worse. And then they got thrown into prison. So they were severely beaten. They were thrown into prison. And the jailer was ordered to make sure they didn't escape. So the jailer put them in the inner dungeon and clamped their feet in the stocks. Now, I want to focus on this verse tonight. Around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the, that's, that doesn't make sense. Around midnight, they had to be crying. They had to be, wait, around midnight, they had to be nursing their wounds. Around midnight, they were scared to death. Their knees were shaking. They were perspirating. No, around, around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the other prisoners were listening. And suddenly, somebody say suddenly. Suddenly. There's a dramatic effect that happens when you're praying and you're singing and you're witnessing and other people hear it after they know you've just been stripped and beaten and thrown in the dungeon and you're still worshiping and the Bible says suddenly. There was a massive earthquake and the prison was shaken to its foundations. All the doors immediately flew open and the chains of every prisoner fell off. The jailer woke up to see the prison doors wide open. He assumed the prisoners had escaped, so he drew his sword to kill himself. But Paul shouted, stop, don't kill yourself. We're all here. If you're a Silas, are you thinking to yourself, Paul, shut up. <laughs> like, bro, the door just opened. The chains just fell off. We're home free, and the guy's ready to kill himself, and Paul's like, it's all right, bro, we're here. (laughs) The jailer called for lights and ran to the dungeon and fell down trembling before Paul and Silas. Then he brought them out and asked, sirs, what must I do to be saved? They replied, believe in the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved along with everyone in your household. They shared the word of the Lord with them and everyone that lived in his household. And even at that hour of the night, the jailer cared for them and washed their wounds. Then he and everyone in the household were immediately baptized. He brought them into his house, set a meal before them, and he and his entire house rejoiced because they all believed in God. You ever had those situations in your life where you felt like you were chained up? Maybe it was relationally, maybe it's financially, maybe it's physically. You just feel like I, I'm, I'm, I'm in a situation right now where I am just, I'm chained up and I can't, I can't get loose. Yeah. Yeah. In that moment, your chains have the power to change you. Uh, right. wow. Wow. But change, chains can change you. The question is, will you let the chains cause you to despair or cause you to be delivered? You, you have chains in your life. We all have gone through situations right now. Many of us through the COVID-19, they work, right? we're, I'm, I'm chained up. I can't do it. And so the question is, what, what is your mindset when you're chained up? What you think, I, 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 I'm not going to go back to school. This, this is a, I can't go back to my job. I can't get a paycheck. You're, you're chained. And what happens is in our being, our, our being chained up, you can either think through a, a place of despair or a place of deliverance. Right. Paul and Silas could have felt sorry for themselves. That could have been like, this is done. This is over. We're finished. But no, they were praying. They were worshiping. I can remember a time in my life. This is, uh, before, some of you heard this before. Some of you have not. But I was engaged to somebody. I was with somebody for three years before I met Teresa. And a month before the wedding, this other fiance and I broke up. It's a crazy situation. And I was, I was distraught. If I'm honest, I was angry at God. I was bummed out at God. I'm thinking, God, 
I've given my life to you. I'm in ministry. This is all, I mean, I love this girl with all of my heart. And, and now I'm, I'm just, I'm broken. You ever had those times in your life where you're just broken? Yeah. Yeah. And if, if I'm honest, I was at such a place of brokenness that I could have let my chains keep me in a place of brokenness. But if I would have dwelt on the brokenness of my past, I wouldn't have found the blessing in my future. My little chica de banana. Uh, so, <laughs> I've never called you my little chiquita banana in my life, but you are. But I'm thinking, there are those times in our lives where you can, you can get so chained up to your past that you cannot see the promise of God in your future. We've all been there. But comma, it's not over. And I love the passage of scripture that says this. It says around, you see this? Around midnight. Around, what does that mean? That means they weren't paying attention to the time. Around midnight. Now, I'm in prison. I'm, I've been stripped. I've been beaten. I've been severely beaten. You guarantee I'm watching the time. Because most likely, they're going to be killed in the morning. I'm going to know exactly what time it is. It is 12.01, jokers. Right? They didn't have watches, but they might be looking at the moon somehow. To, it's 12.07, Silas. The Bible says around midnight. What does that mean? They were not so focused on their present circumstance that they couldn't think of the promise of tomorrow. How many of us get so caught up in what's happening right now that you can't even think about what's next? So many of us, can I be honest, that the, the whole, I remember the, the night in, I remember in my kitchen, we got a text message at 10.30. I know it was 10.30. I looked at my clock at 10.30. We had an email that we couldn't meet any longer in the school because of COVID-19. We couldn't meet together anymore. And so what happened was, I remember in that moment, I was so distraught. And I, I, I felt like I had chains on me, right? right. I, I, yeah. I, 10.30 at night, I'm thinking, oh, dear God, what do we do? Mm-hmm. We can't do this. But around, around 10.45, and I say around because I was so focused on thanking God for what he'd done in my life and really thinking through what was next, yes. I didn't focus so much on tomorrow. I focused on the now, and God spoke to me in that moment and says, hey, this is an opportunity for you to be innovative, and encouraging this opportunity for Anchor Church to reach the masses. And so in that moment, it was around 1045, but I don't know what time because I stopped focusing about my problem and started thinking about the promise of God. You have those moments in your life where you can really begin to think, am I going to let this place be a prison or am I going to let my chains lead me to peace? Comma, it's not over. And the Bible says this, around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying. How in the world do you want to have peace in the midst of our prison? They were praying. Number one, don't get ticked at God. Talk to God. When you're in a prison and you want peace, don't get ticked at God. Talk to God. Because a ticked dialogue is better than no dialogue. You just want to get the conversation going. The Bible says that around midnight, they were, they were praying. Now, if I'm honest, they had every right to be mad at God. In their human nature, wouldn't you? Oh my God, we are praying, we are singing, we are worshiping. I just cast out a demon for you, God. Are you kidding me right now? And I've just been beaten and stripped and in prison. But the Bible says they were, they were praying. But if you don't have dialogue with God, it can cause distance from God. And a lot of us right now, through this whole virus, you're, you're upset, 
things didn't go the way you wanted them to go and you don't have peace in the situation and instead of talking to God, you have no conversation with God and so you're not just socially isolated, you're spiritually isolated. But you gotta talk to God. I can remember there's time when Teresa and I first got married and she'd get mad at me, I'd wanna talk it out and she'd wanna turn her back and walk away. She would get mad and she'd stop in mid-conversation and she does this thing with her lips and she doesn't, want to, she doesn't want to talk to me. And I know, I, and she, in the office of the day, I, I said, she, she, did, she got mad at me, I said them. she's like this. <laughs> and I want to keep talking it out, but she doesn't want to have the dialogue. And I think some of us are like that with God. You get so angry at God, you close your mouth to God, and he knows the desires of your heart. He knows the thoughts on your heart. So why not just communicate him? At least a conversation about how bums you are at least opens the door for conversation. But the Bible says that they were having a conversation with God. Around midnight, they were praying. How do you have peace in the middle of your prison? Comma, it's not over. Start praying. The second thing is this is Acts chapter 16. Around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns. You ever been so beaten up? Last thing the world you want to do was pray to God. But I didn't want to sing to God. But the Bible says they were, they were, they were singing. So you want to have peace in the middle of your prison? Number one, talk to God when you're ticked at God. And number two, start singing the right song. Start singing the right song. You know how many of us sing the wrong song? You're singing depression over yourself. You're singing anxiety over yourself. You're singing anger over yourself. You're singing jealousy over yourself. You're singing selfishness over yourself. You're singing pride over yourself. You're singing the wrong song. I had a friend in high school, and I can remember him and his girlfriend broke up. And I remember we're driving in the car, and my friend heard their song, you know, their song. And it was Kenny Loggins, Meet Me Halfway. <laughs> Meet me halfway. Across the sky. You know what I'm talking about? And I remember in the car, and the song came on, and he goes, oh, this is our song. Oh, it breaks my heart every time I hear this song. And, and I said, well, 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 turn the station. And I went to turn it. He goes, don't touch the dial. <laughs> I said, what are you talking about? He goes, I just, it makes me think of her. I said, but, but bro, you just said this song makes you think of her in a bet like you're, you're frustrated. I know. But I just, it makes me think, I'm like, but dude, she dumped you, bro. Like, what do you, why do you keep listening over and over and over to a song that crushes your spirit? But do you know how many of us in the midst of pain, in the midst of our prison, can't find peace because you're singing the wrong song over yourself? There's a, there's a, during Christmas time, I love, I love Christmas music. There's this one Christmas song that I love, and I love the one Christmas song sung by a certain singer, and Teresa's not a fan of this certain singer. And so every time the song comes on, Teresa gets very angry, and she goes, turn the channel. <laughs> I said, I don't like what this person stands for. I don't like them at all. They have a pretty voice, but I can't stand it. She goes, turn the channel. I'm like, wow, that's pretty aggressive, Teresa. We need to pray about that. Cast that demon out and we can continue our life. But I say that to say this. If you have something in your life that's causing you anger, anger at God, frustration at God, and you can't speak peace over your life, can I encourage you? Change the channel. Start singing the right song. Maybe you're keeping yourself locked up in a prison because you're singing despair over your life instead of speaking deliverance in your life. It says they were praying and they were singing. And the third thing it says this, Around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying, they were singing, and other prisoners were listening. So you, you got to talk to God when you're ticked at God. 
you got to start singing the right song. And the third thing is recognize this. When you're in a prison and you want to find peace, allow your worship to be a witness. Now, I don't mean like a worship song. Some are like, what does that mean, Sean? Let my, like my words, I don't have a good voice. How can that be a witness? I'm, I, I'm tone deaf. I, I'm very good. Right. I, no, worship is a lifestyle. Right. Yeah. Wow. It's the way you live. So I got to believe the prisoners were listening to Paul and Silas because they had known what they'd gone through. And I bet you they were wondering, I wonder if these guys really do love God or if it's just to show. I wonder how they'll actually really respond when they're in the inner dungeon locked up. Yeah. These jokers have been stripped and beaten and severely beaten. They're locked in prison. How will they really respond? And they're laying there going, oh, God, you are so good. Come on. Yeah. And they start singing. What song were they singing? You turn graves into gardens. I don't know what they were singing. But they were singing. They were worshiping. And their worship was a witness. Other people, believe it or not, are watching how we will respond right now in this crisis. Other people are watching how the church will respond in this pandemic. Yeah. Well, the doors are closed, so what does that mean? Church is just, no, no, no. No, we are the hope for the world. Right. Yeah. Right. Jesus said, my bride, the church, is plan A as the hope of the world. There is no plan B. Right. We're it. That's why we're here today recording this. That's why we're going to record another one after this, and we're going to record two more next week. We're going to continue to do this because people need to hear the gospel. Why? Yes. Because our worship is a witness to the world. Yeah. Because yeah. there are people right now that don't know Jesus that can't find peace in their prison because their chains have led them to despair and not deliverance. Wow. And so we're going to allow our, our, our worship to be a witness. Amen. Comma, it's not over. Pray. Talk to God when you're ticked. Sing the right song in the midst of your pain. And let your worship be a witness to the people around you. So good. It has to be because people are watching you. You know, I remember my, my grandmother when I was a kid, my, my mom's mom, she, she passed away a few years ago. But this was like the most godly woman, wasn't she, babe? Like the, the most godly woman I've ever met in my life. And you ever met those people that are so godly, you watch them to see if they're ever going to have an off day? I mean, just, you know what I'm talking about? Anybody, by show of hands, like you, you, you just, you watch them. You're like, they're like Jesus Jr. But I want to know, do they have their days? You know what I'm talking about? Like, like, do they have their days? Like, how do they cuss when they cuss? Oh, fiddlesticks. You're like, oh, I, 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 I knew it. You know what I mean? Or, or someone cuts them off in traffic. And you want to see how they respond out of the corner of your eye, you know? Or like you're a dude and like a hot girl walks by. You're like, okay, well, they look, what will they do? And, and you're like, oh, they didn't look. I knew it. You know, I, I used to watch my grandma all the time. She was like Jesus Jr. And I watch her. I can remember watching her as a kid and she would be curling her hair and she'd burn her hand. And I'd go, oh, here it comes. And she'd go, oh, Lord, please heal that. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> Grandma, let it come out. <laughs> or she'd be cooking in the kitchen and she'd cut her finger. And, oh, Lord, heal that. Amen. Like, Dear Jesus, so is this good. woman really? Is it, this is not real life. Yeah. Or someone cut her off in traffic and I go, now this is where it's going to fly. We're going to hear a whole sack full of them come out. And she go, oh Lord, bless them. Wow. And I just thought, this yeah. this wow. is not this is not real. But the truth of the matter is, my grandma was the real deal. Right. Come yeah. on. But I was watching her to see if her witness was real. And right now you have the op people are watching right. your Instagram. They're watching your Facebook. They're watching how you're going to respond in the midst of this crisis. Will you allow this prison to give you peace? Let your worship be a witness because here's what happened. At the end of the day, the Bible says this. They were praying, they were singing, and other people were listening to them. And the Bible says that suddenly the foundation of the prison was shaken. Their chains fell off, not just on Paul and Silas, 
spot on everybody. And here's what I want you to understand. Their faith brought freedom, not just to themselves, but to everyone around them. And just maybe, maybe you're in a prison, not so that you can get out, but maybe you're in a prison so that God can get in. Because the Bible says this, that the jailer came to faith in Christ and so did his whole household and they were all baptized that night. Come on. That's good. Maybe the reason why we're going through a significant situation right now all over the world is so that God can open the door to your heart so other people can see how you respond and they can come to faith because of it. Maybe God will use this pandemic to let people find a passion in the church they've never seen before. So the question is this, how do you find peace in the middle of your prison? You gotta talk to God, you gotta sing to God a new song, you gotta sing to yourself a new song, you gotta find faith in God, and you gotta worship and let that be a witness to the rest of the world because they are watching you. Yeah. Comma, it's so not over. Good. Will your so chains yeah. change you? Or will your weapons take you down? I want to pray. And maybe you're joining us right now, and maybe you're going, man, Sean, I, I feel like I've, I, I'm chained. I'm chained to my past. I, I'm, I'm chained to a lack of purpose. I'm chained to my sin. Mm-hmm. Jesus came to set you free. Yeah. Come on, just wherever you are, and I just bow your heads. Maybe you're joining us right now on... Uh, Maybe you go to our church. Maybe you don't. Maybe you just you just found this, and you're just going, man, I, I've never heard this message before. Maybe you're here, and you've never given your heart to Jesus Christ. There's a prayer that we pray that opens the door to our heart and allows Jesus to come in. The Bible says when he comes in, he breaks the chains of your sin, and he gives you new life in Jesus. If you're here today, and you're just going, yeah, Sean, I want you to include me in that prayer. Wherever you are, and just, just raise your hand. Just raise your hand, wherever you are. Doesn't matter who's around you right now. Just raise your hand. It's a declaration to say, yeah, I need Jesus in my heart. This is the sign to say, I'm taking the chains off. I'm giving them over to Jesus. He's changing my life. We're all going to pray this prayer out loud together. But if you are raising your hand right now, you say it a little bit louder because today's your day. This is the day everything changes. This is the day your prison becomes peace. Just say, dear Lord Jesus, today I give you my heart. I love you so much. Come into my life. Come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. Forgive me of my past. And make me a brand new person. And as best as I know how, I'm going to follow you the rest of my life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, if you just prayed that prayer, the Bible says you're a brand new creation. You're a brand new person. Your old life is gone. You have new life in Christ. Go to our Instagram, MyAnchorChurchFL, or join us on our Facebook. Just let us know that today was your day. I want to pray for you. I want to reach out to you. I want to get to know you and let you know that God has so much in store for you in the days ahead. We love you so much. Have a great week. I can't wait to see you next Sunday. Stay connected with us on Instagram, Facebook, and all social media platforms. We'll see you soon.